0: Here's a sneak peek into this week's episode.
1: If people have followed our content for a while, they'll see that our mission is to visit, and we put up an arbitrary number, but it's 50 countries with kids. And so since Charlotte till now, we've been to 30.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And so I don't know when we'll hit 50. 50 but there's no rush we're just going to go with the flow but yeah
2: yeah the goal was kind of just put there to help us be curious about places that we normally wouldn't be curious about yeah you know instead of always going back to the familiar places or places we visited beforehand it kind of helps us look outside the box and go oh that place looks interesting let's give it a shot
0: i'm scott and i'm Melissa, and we are the sunshine travelers Our passion is travel and sharing our experiences with those who enjoy it as much as we do, or those who want to learn more about travel, or even those that just want to live vicariously through our travel stories. No matter where you fall along that journey, get ready to hear about our firsthand experiences as we visit some of the most interesting and amazing places on earth. Our journeys are often influenced by those that we meet and talk to. We love hearing stories of far off adventures, that others have taken, and we often use those to dream of new places to add to our bucket list. That is how we met today's guests, Colin and Meg. We enjoy hearing the stories of their journeys around the world with their two small children. Join along as we learn uh, how they travel to some amazing and interesting places all over the globe. Today we have the pleasure of speaking with Colin and Meg from did you pack snacks, family travel podcast. Welcome guys. Hey, we're here. We didn't pack snacks. We just ate
1: dinner. So we're good. Our blood sugars are good.
3: <laughs> Excellent. Well, we're
1: going to talk about yes, that. In we're going to talk
3: bit, about so. snacks in just a second <laughs> well, yes. So I originally found you guys through Instagram. And started following you. And then when you launched your podcast, I was like super interested. You know, I was like, oh, cool. Another, you know, travel podcast. But just with a different spin, travel podcasting family. But love the title. Did you pack snacks? Because Scott and I talk a lot. I don't know if you caught any of those episodes where we talk about that, but talk a lot about, well, especially in the UK where we're like, well, the pups were closed. Like, what are we going to eat? We're going to find food. We're going to get hangry. So yes, we um, definitely identify with having to have the snacks and, and all that kind of stuff. So we just wanted to start out by if you'll just tell our listeners just a little bit about you guys and just your The different types of content that you create and your family and all the good things.
2: Yeah. Well, my name's Meg, and we have two daughters right now. They're four and six, and we've been traveling with them since our oldest was nine months old. You know, the world shut down for a little bit there. So there was a pause. We had a second child, (laughs) and then we had a second (laughs) kid, and there was another pause. Yeah. But I think travel has always been important to us. And then when we brought, you know, the girls, came into our world it was just kind of something that we naturally wanted to share with them too so even though there were some hurdles to navigate and there still are some hurdles to navigate and bringing them along with us and deciding what adventures to bring them on we just have kind of pushed our way through so as we've done that we just I think naturally wanted to share our journey and our story and encourage other young families that maybe have that travel bug like we did, but feel a little hesitant about navigating it with young kids. And we kind of just encourage them like we don't have it figured out, but we're going to show you what we're doing and the places that we're loving to explore. And maybe that would encourage somebody else to travel with their kids, too. Yeah. So we we share our travels on all the medias. All the things. We have
1: video. <laughs> we have your your posts and your stories. And of course we have the podcast.
2: The podcast is the most recent thing right. that we've added. And the
1: most fun.
2: It's so much fun.
1: Do
0: y'all have the most fun. It is
2: fun. Podcasts? Yes.
0: We do. I think for us the the f- best part of it is sitting down and you're, you know, you're planning out an episode. So you go back and you look at all of your content and you know itineraries and pictures and you're just like, oh my god, I forgot that we did this or I forgot yeah. that we did that and you get to relive it and mm-hmm. have those conversations and so we just absolutely love the fo- the podcast part of it. Right. Right.
2: Yeah, I think for us it's been fun because it's just Colin and I, which maybe somebody's going to hear that and be like, I'm out. I don't want to hear just y'all talk all the <laughs> time, but we. Have loved it just because it's something that we're doing together, which ultimately is kind of what started us in sharing our travels. Is we Mm. kind of felt like we were living in two different silos sometimes. You know, Colin was doing his thing, I was doing mine, but then in sharing our travels and planning them and then doing the podcast, it's just this shared passion. And so that's been probably the reason that we love it the most is we just get to connect over it. It's so much fun. Mm -hmm. And yeah,
3: it's. It's been a good time. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, because I do think like when you travel as a couple, well, and even as a family, right? The girls aren't planning the trips, but each right. person has their own role. Like I do most of the planning sometimes Scott does. I'm the um, tourist. Yeah, he's the tourist. But so you have your own, you know, like you said, you just kind of have your own different roles and it and it brings that all together. So right. awesome.
0: I'll tell you a funny <laughs> story between the well, two of you. Well, we're really not good in packing the snacks. That's the problem because we do get hangry.
3: Yes, we do. But we do stop. We're like you guys. We do stop at a lot of like little convenience stores or grocery yeah. stores or or that like to Some see. Panic buying. Okay.
0: That's
1: mine. me right there. Megan Megan plans it all ahead of time and I just panic buy at the airport.
3: Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah I, I do have to tell a funny story real quick is that, you know, you asked who does the planning or whatever. And I am totally just the tourist in the times that I have been in charge of the planning. Like we'll show up somewhere and they'd be like, "We don't have a reservation for you." Oh boy! (laughs) And
3: or we've been on different flights.
0: (laughs) Oh my goodness! Yeah, wow. uh,
1: You're
2: like, I planned this, babe. I meant for us to be on different flights, right? (laughs) It was intentional.
1: You said you wanted space, right? (laughs) Right.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So it's best that I remain the tourist and and really enjoy the trip that way.
3: Yeah, I get that.
0: One day, Meg, I'll surprise you. You're flying
3: alone. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thankfully, we were flying Delta and thankfully they were able to get us on the same flight because I do think it was like our anniversary trip or somewhere. I mean, it was just to like Cancun, but you know, so it would not have been too far. But yeah, that was like, oh, okay. I don't, I'm not really sure how that happened, but. I
0: was telling Melissa, I was like, we have to go. We are going to miss our flight. It's like, we've got all this time. And I'm like, no, we don't. And so i showed her, I said, this is when we leave. And she's like, yeah, I'm not on that flight. <laughs> <laughs> that's
3: amazing. Oh, God. Happy anniversary. Yeah. Happy <laughs> anniversary. You have your own little trip.
0: Yeah. So, so uh, just real quick, where would our listeners find you guys at? If they wanted yeah. to go out and listen to your podcast or see some of your content, where would they do that?
1: Right. We're, I mean, we're, generally housed under at Colin and Meg. And then we just wanted the podcast to have its own name. That's why DigiPax Next came about.
2: But yeah. Yeah, Colin and Meg on YouTube, Instagram are primarily where we share. And then our podcasts release every Wednesday.
1: Right. We're a little too old for TikTok. We are there. We have an account with TikTok. I still, I just, you know, I'm only 33, but I feel old. You know, I cannot, I can't figure it out.
3: Yeah.
1: (laughs) So I'm sticking to mainly the video editor. So I stick to YouTube and I supply any of Megan's needs. She'll be like, hey, I need a reel today. (laughs) Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am.
3: Well, we are not on. Yeah, we are not on TikTok either. But yeah. So and Apple and Spotify and all the all the places. Mm -hmm. So we could just probably Google it and they'll pop up because I think it populates a lot of the other ones. Awesome. And
0: I think. You guys have a website, is it colin dot com? Yes. Bingo. There it
3: Bingo. is.
0: That's the idea. <laughs> that's right.
2: <laughs> find us one place you can find us everywhere, hopefully.
0: And that's kind of what we did as well is we started our sunshine travelers.com. Yeah. And you can go and you can actually download the episodes from there, or you can find the way down to you know Google, Spotify, uh,
1: yeah
0: Apple, all of those, all those things. And then of course our you know, our content on Instagram, Facebook, all that stuff points back to it as well. So
3: guys, most of our travel content we we talk about traveling as a couple. And then we do have a few episodes where we we've talked to some other guests and things like that. So our travel experience is a little bit different than you guys because you travel with your two young girls. So have you always traveled with kids or is that something you started? As a family, or how that transitioned into traveling alone, and then as a family, and talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah. yeah,
2: we. Colin was born and raised in Malaysia, so his. Oh, you'll do me,
1: and I'll do. I'll talk about you.
2: <laughs> okay, so he came to the states by himself to do school, and so I would say that you traveled yeah. a lot as a kid, but more just within Malaysia, right?
1: Not, not even really. Yeah, because we were like, my parents were always. My dad was a pastor, my mom was a teacher, so we didn't really have like a lot of vacation time, so to speak. So we traveled a lot, you know, a lot of long road trips, but it wasn't until I went to college in the US. And during those solo flights, back and forth the planet. I was like, man, it's so fun, I get to have a layover. in in China, like, this is so cool you know i'm layering in in tokyo wow this is so fun and i think that's where it all began for me
2: yeah and then i grew up a military kid and so we bounced around all the time and then when i became like a young adult i got connected with somebody that lived in india and that kind of started that was my first like big international excursion aside from my dad traveling you know as a military kid in europe so I spent some time in India and that kind of ignited it for me. And then when we got married, we were so poor, but we loved it. <laughs> Making memories together, we just started camping in national parks. That was like our thing early mm. in marriage. You know, yeah. we would same. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we just would find a cheap plane ticket somewhere. It didn't even have to be close to the national park. But if we could rent a car and get there within like 10 hours. Within the
1: day. Yeah. We'll <laughs> be- like.
2: That sounds like a good idea. And we'd pack our, you know, tents and sleeping bags with us. So that's kind of what we did early in marriage. That's how we made it work.
1: I remember before we had our first child, we we knew that this was the year and so we were planning baby moons and we did the same thing like we do now as we panic buy snacks. We panicked our baby moons. I think we had like two or three baby yeah, moons. Yeah, because we were like,
2: <laughs> our, our oldest daughter is adopted. And so it was, we didn't know when we were going to get a phone call that we had been matched, you know, mm. with the birth mom. So it would be like September and there was no call. So we'd be like, well, we'll just fit in another trip in September. Yeah. Then it was October. Oh, so no call. We have time for another trip let's let's throw another one in there because everyone says this is going to stop as soon as she gets here so yeah we traveled a lot before kids but then once charlotte was home she was about nine months old and we had a break in our our job employment yeah and so colin had really wanted to- i
1: had quit my job because i really wanted to pursue being a songwriter mm-hmm. and i was like let's move to nashville and at the time i was like hey there's also no rush we have these savings like do you want to go travel some more
2: and we wanted to introduce charlotte to his parents and his family oh yeah i forgot that part (laughs) they all still live in malaysia so we're like okay let's take this gap and we're originally it was like let's just take her to malaysia and then it turned into like going to seven countries because and that just kind of spiraled since then so her first international trip was at nine months old and we just kind of got the bug and have been trying to make it happen ever since yeah
1: and so if If people have followed our content for a while they'll see that our mission is to visit and we put up an arbitrary number but it's 50 countries with kids and so since charlotte till now we've been to 30.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: and so i don't know when we'll hit 50 but there's no rush we're just going to go with the flow but yeah
2: yeah the goal was kind of just put there to help us be curious about places that we normally wouldn't be curious about yeah you know instead of always going back to the familiar places or places we visited beforehand, it kind of helps us look outside the box and go, Oh, that place looks interesting. Let's give it
3: a shot. So, Oh, wow. That's, that's really cool. And that really inspired, like listening to you guys talk about that on some of your content, Scott and I were like, Oh, we've never actually counted. So he is way ahead of me just because we, like you know, traveled for work and he has been to Asia and stuff like that. So I think we figured out. Last night we went and counted. He's at twenty nine, and I'm at twenty. So we've got to, yeah. So, but we have had the goal for several years now to do a new country every year. So hopefully we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna speed up that process, especially yeah. This year we'll we'll actually get quite a few, but we'll speed up that process. And even in the middle of the pandemic, we were able to. We had done Portugal, and then we went to Belize, and we were actually able to. Still stick to that, believe it or not. So that was actually pretty cool. So we timed it just so it was like at beginning at the end at the all the things. So that's really awesome. That's such a great experience and such a great goal for the girls too, just to be able to be able to do that and for you guys to prioritize that.
0: And one yeah. of my first travel goals was actually to to visit all seven continents. So before I we truly had a bucket travel list. You know, i had said. Hey, I want to try to go to all seven continents and Melissa's sister. Um, she, the, she's an avid traveler. I think she's probably around 50 or something countries, but I was like, can we get there before Stephanie? <laughs> and, um, really? and that's tough because
3: she only has one, more. <laughs> she only has one more, but we have
0: a plan to go to that yeah. one that she hasn't. Okay. We'll talk about that in just a minute. Ooh,
2: excited. Okay.
0: okay. So, what are some of the favorite places that you guys have visited? Yeah, Megan, I'll let you take this
1: one.
2: Yeah, I think it's definitely, you know, coming through the lens of having kids with us. It definitely changes. I think it's going to evolve over time, like our experience of places yeah. right now, for instance, like in saying that cities are fun but not the best because after you're eating, and then you go to a playground, maybe a museum, there's a lot less that's going to interest a kid or at least our kids. They're really active. They love to run. So we're kind of drawn in this season of our life, though we love cities and all the ones that people love. We're very much drawn to places that are have a lot of outdoor options to explore. So one of the first places that came to mind was when we spent time in Melbourne, Australia, Australia. And that's a city. That's
0: what
1: I was going to say. Really?
2: But I I loved it because it was a city. It was familiar. You know, I felt comfortable if Colin was working, taking the girls out by myself because I was able to read road signs. I could talk to somebody if I needed to. Uh, But then you have like the Great Ocean Road and just these beautiful opportunities for road trips. Or we took a trip to Tasmania and did a road trip there. And we just really love going to beautiful places and letting our kids enjoy them by just being kids. And so that is primarily happening in wide open spaces. And so I I would say Melbourne was one of my favorite recent experiences that we had. Yeah. Uh, What would you say, Colin?
1: As you were talking about that, I was a yes, I agree. Like we're in that season of get the kids in the car. We're going to go on a road trip because I just love that. Like we can stop anywhere if they need to get a snack, if they need to go to the bathroom. Like we have the ability to help them. But as you were talking, I just thought, you know, because I I was born and raised in Malaysia and we're going there again in November and we don't get to go home a lot, but when we do, it's always a special time. So because I chose to uh, come to America for school when I was 19, 19 year old Colin didn't think about 30 something year old Colin that has two daughters and the reality of man, I'm gonna raise a family you know on the other side of the planet and away from the things that i grew up away from their grandparents and cousins and and all that kind of stuff and so i think my favorite place is i'm gonna say malaysia because i'm gonna give them as much malaysian food as possible i want them to you know just do all the things that you know we take for granted you know showing our kids the things that we did as we were kids so I'm going to Malaysia. I want to take him to the jungles. We'll go find some orangutans. We're going to go see some elephants, all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah.
3: That's a good answer. <laughs> yeah. How do you navigate eating and food and things with them? Are they pretty adventurous eaters or because you have traveled so much or how do you navigate that traveling with kids? We
2: do our things <laughs> we- I would say we have one that is, but I don't think it's because of us. I think she she's the older one. She's almost seven. I think it's just kind of a developmental thing. She became more curious about foods, and then at home, Colin shares a lot of his favorite foods with our girls. So, like for instance, they don't eat cereal for breakfast since they were like three. They just
1: started this week, though.
2: Okay, yeah, they've been introduced to it. But (laughs) since they were like three, they're gonna eat a hot breakfast. They're gonna eat noodles. They're gonna eat dumplings. They're gonna eat. Like, it's just, you know, a hot, soupy, noodley dish. So our oldest has just grown up eating very savory things, not even because we travel, just because that's what her dad eats at home. When
1: we started kindergarten, I was like, now what do I do? I can't make dumplings for her. All the other kids are going to make fun of her or something.
2: (laughs) But then our youngest is less adventurous. She's about to be five, and she's just a little bit more hesitant about new things. Yeah. But what we tell other families that are nervous about it is, you know, we've been to a lot of places yeah, and you can always find the staples. You know, almost everywhere has French fries. Everywhere has rice. Everywhere has some form of chicken, whether it's a nugget or grilled. Every
1: culture has good bread,
2: good bread and lots of fruit. And so, though, you know, she eats all of those basic little kid foods. And so we just have honestly been able to navigate uh, kids eating just from. By sticking to some basics yeah yeah and she eats a lot of rice in asia like she does not <laughs> try much food there but if they have white rice she's content so we just call that at white well white.
1: yeah every restaurant will
3: have yeah white rice if you
1: see us in a food court we'll be you know, getting food from the Asian stall. Yeah. So yeah, it's a win for us.
3: It's a win. Probably us too. So we uh oh. <laughs> had Asian food last night because we love, I mean, I'm sorry, we have Indian food last night because we just love that too. So. Yeah. And I'm guessing you pack the snacks or find a place with the snacks too, right? To fill <laughs> yeah. in the gaps.
2: Oh yeah. We like, you know, we definitely have our initial trip snacks that we fill for the airplane mm-hmm. every time. And then as we're traveling in general, we're just always picking things up. And so, you know, that that happened because initially we'd get in these situations where we're on a flight and you assume that they have certain foods and then they don't. And then you're just kind of stuck up there in the air (laughs) until you land. And it's really hard to explain that there's nothing to eat to like a four or five year old. So we kind of learn the hard way early on. Yeah. And then now and honestly, our kids. The funny thing about naming the podcast is like they just ask us all day long like probably any parent listening knows all day long can i have a snack can i have a snack do you have a snack and so whether we're traveling or not i feel like it's just part a part of our life that we've always got something in our back pocket to yeah. throw back at them
1: and now that even like how you guys resonated with that i realized that it's not just for our kids because we need it as much as they do
2: mm-hmm. you know that's true
1: in order to get through checking in security, you know, airports and everything like we have to maintain and be pros about checking our blood sugars.
2: Well, and you guys were saying like how the when you know, you get in a situation where the pubs are closed, and you're like, what do I do? And I have to find like a convenience store. We felt that on our recent trip, we were in the Faroe Islands, which is a little bit more remote. And, and there were maybe two restaurants per town. And most of the time they weren't open or they had weird schedules so it was like even if you were in a town that had a restaurant more than one time that restaurant wasn't open
1: they were not updating mm-hmm. they,
2: yeah and so it was just a little bit tricky to even find a place to catch a meal and so that made us really rely on stopping at a grocery store even if we weren't hungry and loading up because, this is yeah
1: this is all fear-based
2: <laughs> well because yeah yeah it sounds like it's I real. mean it's it's a, it's a very essential part of travel, especially with kids. And so, yeah, yeah it's a part of our rhythm for sure. <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah. No, we totally understand. It's essential. Like you said, I think it's essential for adults too, so that you're just not yeah. like killing each other when you don't take the third exit of the roundabout yeah. and yeah.
1: <laughs> all yes. the things when you're on the red trip. Yeah. yeah, Megan actually said to me one time, like, let's have a rule, Colin. Like, when we feel like we're about to argue, like, let's just stop let's go sit down let's Let's get get some coffee coffee.
2: let's get a croissant like let's just like and then we'll like revisit right you know obviously
0: isn't that one of the awesome things about international travel is all the places where you can just stop and get a great cup of coffee yeah
2: that's
0: true we miss that here we come back home and we're like oh if we could just go get a good cup of coffee somewhere the train stations even you know we were laughing about that in italy you get yeah. some of the best coffee you've ever yeah. had at a train station. Right. Right. So love yeah. it.
3: So something else that I think people would be especially interested in because we do have people ask us about this for adult travel and couple travel. You guys are a bit younger than we are, but affording to travel and how you how you do it, how you prioritize it. I think that mm. would be a huge interest to a lot of people.
1: Yeah. Um, I'll take this one.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I looked at you. I was like, you should take this one. (laughs) Uh,
1: I think we've always, what I tell people that don't travel as often and ask us how we can afford things is my my answer is always, well, what do you like to spend your money on? You know, because I have friends that would spend their money on a boat and go fishing every day. And that's just as much as my plane tickets are, you know, and so wherever you're, your values are, that's where you're gonna spend money at. And so I have no problem saving up and spending our money on travel because we don't spend money on other things necessarily, right? Like this is also our hobby as much as it is our mini side hustle. And so, but I think, you know, I began my foray into the world of points and miles early on when we got married. And I think when we got married, I signed up for my first credit card that didn't even have annual fees, didn't have any points or miles attached to it. But someone said, Colin, you need to build your credit. I said, okay, I guess I'm married. I have to grow up now. And then a few months later, they sent me an envelope and a letter that says, congratulations, you, we can, you are eligible to get an upgrade to this other credit card. And back then it was the Capital One Venture Card. And I said, oh, wow. So when you're responsible, they'll actually give you credit and you can earn points and miles. And back then, you know, I was just a beginner. We did all the things like I would exchange them for gift cards. I would get cash back all that kind of stuff. But the more and more I guess as our family grew, you know, I begin to like, how can I stretch these points and mouths? I'm hearing all these myths and stories about all that. And so I think over the years, I've been a student now for maybe eight or nine years. And I wouldn't say that I'm an expert at it. You know, there are certain videos or blogs that I read and I go, yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not counting the value of each cent per mile, (laughs) you know, but I will say that, you know, if you just learn a, a bit by bit, every single day, I subscribe to newsletters. People read the news. I read news about the airline industry and all that kind of stuff, you know, and I'm sure you guys do too. Uh, I know all the latest about okay which card has a sign-up bonus or what's the best way to use these miles. And so uh, it's been really fun. Like we're now to a point where our upcoming Asia trip we're going for almost a month, and more than half of those we have to stay in hotels, and all those hotels are paid for. And I just am school kid giggling every time I redeem miles. But yeah, there's a lot of ways to find cheap flights, and so now I'm trying to get into how do I get free hotel stays
2: yeah because I would say the other addition to that it's points and miles Mm -hmm. and then because we homeschool our kids and Colin can work remotely we have a we have the luxury that we can travel in off season Mm -hmm. and so a lot of times those flight deals that come in you know Colin will shout at me at least once a day if not more, yeah. when a flight deal hits his email, and you know, we use it used to be Scott's Cheap Flights. They have a free service and a premium service for anyone listening that wants yeah. to hop on. I'm
1: that, the guy, I'm the guy at lunch going 300 Germany.
3: So you had it, yeah. So y'all had a reel, and I was like, I think I probably like shared it to Scott. I'm like, this is so like, because I would say, I would just like walk by his office and say the same thing. Bar- I said it today flights to Barcelona are like $400. Oh, thank you. Exactly. Yes,
1: I saw yeah. it from Atlanta.
2: But that is like yeah. a huge gift because, you know, if there's a place that we haven't been, or, you know, maybe we have five, 10 places that we're kind of like, hey, when the right number hits, that's like a no brainer. Like, mm. book the flight, we're ready. So the luxury of being able to travel in off season gives us the ability to book more inexpensive flights than somebody who's restricted to traveling in summer when typically airfare kind of skyrockets for that season so i would say it's kind of a combination of all these little things that we do that make it more affordable for us to bring our girls to make it happen
1: and i would also say like our style of traveling is
2: not luxury
1: (laughs) it's not luxury and and i want it to be i mean yeah
2: that's true our style is luxury but our season our taste is luxury
1: (laughs) But, you know, it's it's also seasonal. Like, I get it. We're in a season where we're eating chicken nuggets and fries for the kids, you know, and we're not going to Paris going, man, I really want to go to that Michelin star restaurant. But, you know, that will come maybe later. And mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. So, you know, we kind of just we're owning our season. And, you know, for us, a win is being able to go have an adventure, have some stories to tell, meet some people. Drink some good coffee eat some good pastries and and we're happy
0: you know (laughs) and the memories that you guys are creating with your family yeah that's irreplaceable yeah right yeah you can't put a dollar value on that that part of it
2: yeah Yeah. and one of the things colin says is like that he wants to like never have a shortage of stories to share around the dinner table like with our girls Mm -hmm. and that's so sweet because you know as there are some things that they're reminded of because of our videos and photos so maybe they don't remember the experience firsthand because they were two or because they were four <laughs> but because we've captured all of these experiences in video and photos and they have photo albums of the memories or you know the highlights of our adventures and they recall them all the time yeah and so I think that's been really special are these like shared moments you know that are really unique to you know just the four of us yeah. and to hear them remember them, on a random day is the best.
3: It's really sweet. That's awesome. I really feel like when you think about your memories and things like that, your most almost said poignant, (laughs) you had that the other day in your episode, your most memorable memories are from your travels. I I mean, I really think that like you, you know, I mean, something, something from home, special occasions and things like that. But most of your memories actually come from your, Right it travels, so
0: well, a couple of questions real quick because we've got some things that we did want to cover with you uh, in one of your recent episodes, you were or at least one of the episodes I was listening to, you were talking about I think you had asked your uh, listeners about where should you travel, and then you guys had your own list of kind of the top places to travel, and yes. a couple of those absolutely hit with me, mm. so one of them is meg i think you had mentioned a cruise to antarctica
2: yeah are you guys about to do that Um,
0: so i don't know if you listened to the episode where we interviewed a friend of ours who actually has done that cruise i did or not so go check it out okay Uh, but it has then the second part is a safari colin you talked about the the safari part and we had started down the path of Should we do a safari or Antarctica first? So that's my question to to you guys. Would you do the safari first or would you go to Antarctica? My answer is easy.
2: What's your answer?
0: I'm choosing the safari
1: because I get so nauseous on boats.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I definitely.
1: Until we can fly to Antarctica. That's what I'm going. we,
2: We were on a ferry recently and it was a little rocky and Colin got sick. And I was like, could you imagine like going through the, drake passage yeah like with this one it would be yeah uh, he's like when they can fly me there i'm gonna go
0: yeah um, that was my exact notes to you guys is have you talked about the drake passage
2: yes <laughs>
0: uh, our friend kathy was telling us that literally they they have these straps that you uh-huh. strap yourself into the bed before you go to sleep that night Just when you're going it. across the drake passage that yeah.
1: is torture
0: that's- <laughs> that will not do that.
2: Well, I I don't know. I might drag you along. I think for no, us. No,
1: you can't. <laughs> you go. That's the that's that day. Well, so you're flying by yourself. <laughs> relief band.
2: Yeah. A really Come on, Colin.
1: See, I bought one of those, Scott. I went to Target, and
0: I was so proud of myself, but it didn't work. No, no, no. The, someone- there's one called Relief Band, and it uh-huh. actually uses an electromagnetic pulse type thing. We need that for you and oh, it's okay so i was able to ride guardians of the galaxy back to back twice wearing this and normally i would have just puked all over the place
2: okay so is this like a question that you're having because antarctica involves some turbulence like or is that like a thing of the past now you've conquered
0: it well we will definitely be wearing the little patches that you put yeah. behind your ears as well yeah um, are we going to link it in the show notes cuz I'm going to need those. <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll really, send you the link. I mean,
3: the relief fan, the patches you have to get from the yeah. the doctor. No, okay, yeah. I'm but but I, the relief fan
0: He. I've tried this thing now on theme park rides and it worked. You know, it wasn't didn't fill the ride because I, you know, still felt the ride, but yeah. I didn't have the nausea that mm-hmm. normally would have afterwards.
3: Okay. Because
0: I am just like you. Ferries. Okay. Oh, I have some of my worst experiences on ferries. It's the worst. It's the worst, Scott.
2: Melissa that's and I the, have to go to Antarctica without you yeah. guys.
0: So. No way. No way. Antarctica's mine. That's the that's seventh <laughs> continent that you've got to get to. Okay. But um, you know, next are- year is our thirtieth anniversary, and so you know, we keep teasing our listeners. Like, are we going to do a safari first, or are we going to do Antarctica? So. You know, we might continue to tease that out just a little bit longer. But, yeah. uh, you know, definitely both of those. One of those is happening in 2024.
2: Come, on. That's exciting. Yeah. Well, selfishly, I hope it's Antarctica because I haven't done that. And I just want to live vicariously through you guys. Yeah. But also, I think. A safari, yeah. I mean, it's one of the most unreal experiences that we've had to see those animals up close.
1: I selfishly want y'all to go to Antarctica so that I can get a a real-time review (laughs) on whether or not these relief bands and patches work. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a consumer and I need my reviews.
3: (laughs) Our friend Kathy said they got super lucky when they did the Drake Passage. It what? was nothing. flat, nothing. What? And they got to go like super fast, like super fast yeah. through it, not to do all this extra stuff. But she said that the the captain was said like that was the only time, right? Or like years. never happens in 20 years. That was like his only time doing that. So anyway, lucky her. That's incredible. Lucky, very lucky her. Yes. Yeah. absolutely. But,
0: but definitely, you know, we enjoyed the part about the safari and, uh, you know, we're probably looking to do it a little bit different than, you know, what you guys were talking about. But just collecting that information, you know, Kenya is, excuse me, Kenya's one of the places on our list. We've also been talking to a couple of outfitters out of Botswana. Yeah. And, uh, just very different safaris yeah. for those locations. But we're That's exciting. We're actively collecting all of our information on both of those locations. Great. Yeah. And we're Hopefully just going to you- keep teasing that along. Yeah. I can't wait.
3: That's awesome. And so what are some other of your favorite favorite places that you have visited?
1: Mm, this is such a lame answer. But am I allowed to say Hawaii?
2: I think you yeah.
1: can. Yeah, sure. it's, it's, like, good. it's a gem of a place. It really is, you know. But I'll say, yeah, Hawaii speaks for itself.
2: Well, I think you liked it because it felt like you have, like, the you know, as a young family traveling, if you didn't want to navigate a new culture, you know, it's very, you know, welcoming. It's America, <laughs> yeah. but you have the like indigenous culture of Hawaii. That's also there. And so it it feels kind of like that both ends, like you're getting to experience something unique and special mm. while also having the comforts of, you know, still being in America. I think yeah. that was a reason that we suggested a lot to young families, but I, I mean, you guys mentioned Portugal. I loved spending time there with our kids. We were there like, kind of at the beginning of winter so it was, wasn't even summer but it was still warm enough to play on the beach and hang out and we spent a lot of time in the Algarve primarily Lisbon in the Algarve where we spent a lot of our time yeah and and that was fun and another country that we talk about a lot is Thailand again because of their beaches I think in our season of life a beach is just something that's going to make everyone in our family really happy you know our kids can run and play and entertain themselves for then the entire afternoon. And so if we can get a city like Bangkok, but then have another part of our trip that's like down in Krabi, like by the beach, then everyone is winning. We're getting the food, we're getting the outdoor activities. Our kids are able to explore. Yeah. And so right now I feel like those kind of destinations kind of stick out because we're all happy there. So.
1: Yeah, yeah.
3: And would you say for a young family, if you can find some cheap flights to Thailand, then mm-hmm. it's fairly affordable, correct? Once you oh, get 100%. there, oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, even I you mean, you can even go
1: live there for a month.
2: I think when we stayed, we lived there for a month, and it was like fifteen hundred dollars for our uh, apartment in the middle of Bangkok in a great area, right next to a bunch of malls, right next to like a children's activity, and it was just prime prime location. Yeah and then you know when you're eating street food if you're cool with that meals were only a couple dollars a piece you could even have your street food delivered to your house like uber Eats status so you didn't even have to leave but you'd still be getting it for that inexpensive price yeah. and then traveling within country i think i think it's a really affordable place to go minus the airfare so if you can snag a deal then okay. once you're there it you can really make it work on a small say, budget. Yeah.
1: And i say if you want to go somewhere else in Asia, I would always look into flights into Bangkok. It is like that gateway to Southeast Asia. They always seem to have better flight deals from in and through Bangkok. So yeah.
2: Yeah, like make it a two for one, go to Bangkok yeah. and then your final destination. Right.
3: You could do And that. then finding, do you find that kind of like Europe then you can find some pretty cheap flight deals? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yes. Yes. Yeah. Once you're in Southeast is Asia, it's it's It's, pretty cheap.
2: Yeah. Like our trip this November was because of a flight deal. Like we were looking to go back and see family. We knew we wanted to get to Malaysia, but there was a flight deal actually to Bali. We and we haven't spent time there yet. So we're like, oh, that's interesting. And it lays over through Hong Kong. So Kong called the airline and just asked, you know, instead of having a six-hour layover, could we have a four-hour layover or four-day layover for the same price? And they were like, yeah, we thought, cool. (laughs) So we're flying in. So instead of having, you know, six hours in Hong Kong, we're spending four days there. And then we're taking our final flight to Bali, spending a little bit of time there. And then domestic, like a Southeast Asian airline, flying from Bali into Kuala Lumpur to go to Malaysia. And that was very affordable to make that flight. So then we were laughing because it all sounds good on paper and the price is right. (laughs) But then when the trip is over, We're flying from like Collins, small town, a three-hour flight to Kuala Lumpur, the capital of Malaysia. Then we have to fly back to Bali. Then we have to fly back to Hong Kong. (laughs) Then we have to fly back to the States. So it's like we're kind of doing this zigzag. And this happens all the time, which I will say, if you choose to fly budget airlines, it's just not going to be the most convenient. And every time this happens to us, which is every time we travel, we say, man, wouldn't it have been nice if this was just one flight back home? But then we forget about how long that those travel days were. And then the next flight deal hits the inbox and we book it anyway. Two months
1: later, you're not you don't remember those things.
2: Like it's just what 48 hours, we'll be fine. We'll be fine.
3: You forget. But I mean that's a great point for people who so you mentioned if you don't see how to make it work online, then calling the airline and then just asking, right? To see if you can make it work. That's a great tip. Yeah, Yeah, I think the
2: layover, I know that they do it a lot when you're flying to a European city, that Reykjavik, Iceland, a lot of times, flights from the East Coast at least, will lay over in Iceland and then continue on to the UK or to Europe somewhere. And Reykjavik's like, we will be your layover. And I know that there are Mm -hmm. a lot of airlines that will gladly extend your layover in Reykjavik to be a few days.
0: and so Dubai is like that, right? It's even mandatory that you, you lay over in Dubai.
2: Right. That's one we'd love to visit.
0: I would love to
1: visit that part of the world. Yes.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I have a lot of thoughts
1: about that part (laughs) of the world that I would
0: love to go there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I think we could probably go on all night long uh, with you guys, but we do have a couple of questions. These are things that we ask all of our guests and just kind of rapid fire. Let's hit you with some of those. I think you might have answered this first one but your most favorite place that you've ever visited with kids so because yours is with kids let's talk about it with kids. Okay. Yeah,
2: I'm going to mix it up. I know I said Australia the first time but why not give some more options out there cuz Australia is really far away. I also loved exploring Banff National Park in Alberta, Canada with mm. our kids cuz it was easy accessible, the beautiful places were within walking distance. It's not like you had to hike 10 miles. So I felt like that was a great place to explore with our kids
3: too. And That one is on our list, fortunately. Yeah. Yeah. It's on the list. So good to know. And I know you're Mm
0: -hmm. talking about Malaysia, but I think you guys have another trip between now and Malaysia, right?
2: Well, we did.
0: We did. Uh, Are you referring to our New England trip? Yeah. I was excited about that one because it's something we talk a lot about. Scott.
2: So this is what happened is we're supposed to go next week. And then – typically that's like when peak foliage happens right well i have a friend that lives like outside of stowe vermont and nothing has changed yet everything's still green so their their season of foliage is like three weeks behind schedule so then we reached out to vermont tourism and we were like hey can you confirm this or does this happen fast because i'm like in my experience it doesn't really happen fast it's a very gradual process And they were like, yeah, if you come next week, you'll see just the beginning of things starting to change. And so we just kind of looked at each other and I said, maybe this, I would rather save that money and save that experience and for the opportunity to go when it's what I'm waiting for. You Mm -hmm. know, when you have like a bucket list experience. Yeah. So now that peak foliage window is too close to our Asia trip. Mm -hmm. So we're going to have to. Maybe circle back 2024. <laughs> but I was mm-hmm. bummed too because I was gonna get my hoodie. I was gonna eat <laughs> apple <laughs> Apple
1: cider donuts, yeah,
2: creamies. So that's one of those things too when you're like when you're planning a trip around the northern lights or around a certain natural, natural phenomenon. phenomenon. You can't control it to line up. And we're lucky enough that we kind of had have this insight beforehand and we can shift and say, okay, I don't really I know Vermont's beautiful. But I was going to experience it in all the orange and right. red it's goodness, good yeah. and so you know I'm gonna I'm gonna save it and try again it again next year. So
3: yeah. Yep. yeah, yeah, because that would be hard for people who don't you know don't travel a lot, and then that's the one trip that they planned, and then you kind of are like, oh yeah. So risky. Yeah, because growing up in Atlanta, we would always go like to the Mount, you know, the North Georgia mountains and you want right. to see the fall leaves and hit the peak weekend and all that good stuff. But then when
2: you are that place that you dreamed about going and you do get to see the thing, yeah. you're like, oh, this is so worth it. So I know that waiting when I actually do get to go there, it, it'll it be worth it. So if you're yeah. in Vermont listening to this, I'm really jealous that you just get to look out your window. But yeah, we'll, we'll have to circle back to that one, I
3: think.
0: Yeah. That's yeah so we want to do it. Fall and winter, so winter is on our list too for Vermont. Oh, are you guys big skiers?
3: We do enjoy skiing. Yes, yes, we do enjoy skiing. So usually we have in the recent years we've gone out to like Colorado, a couple Mm. of places in Colorado to ski. So yeah. So let's circle back for a second, Colin. Did you have another answer besides Hawaii? Yes, traveling with kids. Okay, I'll
1: give a more exotic answer. (laughs) I'm gonna actually go with. I want to say it's hard. I'm going to say Iceland because mm-hmm. I know we've talked about Iceland here and there, but it's just one of those places that it might cost you a lot of money to maybe stay and eat, but it's really cheap to go. And once you're there, it's a giant playground. Mm-hmm. If you are a nature outdoor lover like I am, like you will feel like you are in a giant national park and and take the nine days to just travel around the island And your kids are going to have so much fun. They're just going to get dirty, play in the rocks, run around the beaches and the mountains and glaciers, maybe.
2: Yeah, we had a moment where we like put them in bathing suits. We were just recently there and there's this hot springs in the middle of this gorgeous field. Yeah, And the girls are just like swimming in hot water. You know, it's cold outside and they were having the best time ever. And I just thought, man, you know, it's a place that you wouldn't maybe think. Oh, that's kid friendly. But because everything's outdoors, it just naturally is really kid friendly, or at least in our opinion. Yes. Yeah. It is. yeah. So.
3: And what would you say to people? Because I actually just recently talked to someone who was like, because you've talked a lot about road trips. We like to do international road trips, but they're like, oh, I would be afraid to rent a car in another country. Mm-hmm. So, like, any tips or for somebody who maybe has that? Yeah.
1: I, I mean, I will say the only way to get over that is to, get behind the driver's seat yeah you know I I will say don't get in don't go on a motorhome trip we did that in Scotland and it was the worst idea we've ever had I
2: didn't imagine like the tiny roads you know it's a little bit stressful to have a really big car on really tiny roads yeah but I would say most of the places that we've gone driving is very doable and in the places for instance I would say off the top of my head like Guatemala is a place where I wouldn't necessarily feel comfortable driving around everywhere, but it's really affordable to hire a driver in that country. Mm, But like places like Australia or Iceland, you know, I think you got to do your homework and kind of see what people before you have said. And that's like the benefit of having YouTube at your disposal, blogs at your disposal, podcasts like this one at your disposal. You know, if you've kind of heard stories about people saying I did it and it went great, then I think that's full permission that you're going to, you're going to be okay too. And just kind of, yeah, listen and heed the advice of people that have gone before you and you'll probably make the right decision. But we love the freedom when possible to have our own car so that we can plan our own itinerary.
3: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And we just have told people, just make sure you understand like what's covered, what's not covered. Do you need the extra insurance, you know, and just make sure that you've got yourself covered. So.
2: Yeah. Right. Because cool. has fallen back into a tree. Yes, he yes, has.
1: Many times.
2: Has he been hit at a gas station?
1: <laughs> many times. <laughs> but yes, you know, I get coverage. Oh I always rent with, you know, credit cards that have primary coverage. And so yeah. you know, you cover your bases. But yeah, there's nothing like driving in a different country. It's exhilarating.
3: So. Yeah. Yes. yes. So when- last
0: question from the from the rapid fire. What are the top two to three places that are currently on your bucket list? Yeah, man. I'm so
1: sorry for all the listeners. Our answers have not been rapid fire. (laughs) Okay, next on our bucket list. I have been thinking about this question all day and I'm going to go with China. Uh, I think China is this big mystery to me. My mom's Chinese. I'm half Chinese. I've never been there before except for the airports. But I just want to go because I feel like it's such a huge country. And you'll get, I may never see, you know, all the beauty in all the different parts of China, but that's one place that's heavy on my heart to go.
0: But you're gonna have to FaceTime me or something when you're camping on the Great Wall. Oh, you heard about that? Yeah. Yes. Maybe Oh yeah, I know yeah. you guys now.
2: <laughs> oh, come on, Scott.
0: Yes, I will
1: think about you.
2: <laughs> FaceTime you, you said. Yeah,
1: I'll FaceTime you everything
2: invite you you can come if you don't mind hanging out with their kids yeah (laughs) just they can just be like you know additions to your your grandkid lineup i was
3: gonna say we can be the the their extra nan and pop pop so yeah yeah absolutely
2: i would say my answer if colin yelled at me from the other room that there is a flight deal to one of these places i would say book it i really want to go to japan i'd really love to go to new zealand and i'd really love to go to turkey those are three Mm -hmm. very like At the top of my list Mm. for the right price. I'm like, take me. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. We actually don't have much planned for 2024 yet. It's just a bunch of ideas and hopes and dreams and talking about timelines. Kind of
1: fun, huh? It
2: is kind of fun. We've been
1: mysterious (laughs) even to ourselves. (laughs)
2: Even to ourselves. So, yeah, we don't know where where 2024 will
3: take us. And
1: next year is our 10 year anniversary.
3: Yeah, you guys are 30. We're 10. Wow. That's (laughs) Okay. That's <laughs> awesome, though tennis. Yeah, tennis, awesome. Do, so, do you usually plan things pretty not too super far in advance, pretty spontaneous?
2: It just depends. Like this, yeah. I yes and no. Yes and no. I yeah. mean, it is a little unusual that we don't have anything planned for next year yet, which maybe means in the
1: past you'd be nervous. I'd you're be you're a seven on the enneagram, so you're always thinking what is fun ahead of you.
2: Yeah, but yeah, I think we're trying to figure out this year with our oldest being in first grade, you know, we homeschool, she's also part of a co-op. So we're kind of navigating, which maybe can be relatable if you have younger kids listening, we're kind of navigating what is the right amount of time to be home and away. You know, we don't wanna pull them away from everything. We want them to have rhythms. We want them to have friends. But we also create content as a part of what we love to do as a part of our job. So we're just kind of figuring out that rhythm. So I think we were giving ourselves this fall semester to see if it felt like too much.
1: I'll tell you what we're really thinking about doing, though. is yeah. We really want to go on a very long, extended summer trip.
2: Right. Take advantage of all the school stuff and all the extracurricular activities being off. Yeah. And maybe spend some extended time with family or... I don't know. Be around. places around. We'll see. I tell you,
0: I would recommend. Awesome. We yeah. would recommend the Greek islands. Ooh. Not very expensive, right? You can you can be there and stay there. Not ex- very expensive. We found that the food was not very expensive there. Yeah. But those islands are oh, amazing.
3: Yeah, yeah, especially away from like Santorini and Mykonos and the yeah. really popular. Like, go to the places that you've never even heard of before. Yeah. So, That's okay. Okay. And then you could road trip on the mainland as well. So, like a lot of people, a lot of people do that. So, that would be awesome. Well, I have to say that these tips have been great for us because our daughter actually wants to take their kids who are five and will be two to Europe for the first time next year. And Uh, so they want to, they want Nan and pop pop to tag along and help and do all the things. So so
0: they want to bring the babysitters with them. They
3: want to bring the babysitters with them. So we do have one final question. Scott always asks me about whenever we're talking about destination or whatever, what we pass. So, um, Meg, are you, the, are you the packer of the all packer. the kids thing? So I guess for you then, what are your have to have for the girls?
2: Um, for the girls, I would say, you know, separating clothes, like, you know, obviously wherever we're going, we make, I spend a lot of time also, I'm going to confess something here that I've never shared before. Even to me? Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> I spend a lot of time coordinating, like the things that they're going to wear will look okay in pictures. Isn't that silly? You know if they're gonna have a jacket it can still be a pretty color but it's just gotta like have some kind of vibe so i probably spend way too much time thinking about things like that okay so some things that i would always make sure to pack i would always make sure we let them use tablets on long flights that we load with, you know, games and shows for them to watch. Then we have these things that if you're a young parent, you need to look it up. It's called a Yoto player. It's Mm Y-O-T-O. And it basically is like an old school Walkman, but for kids, it has stories and songs and they listen with headphones and it's only audio. So if you don't want your little ones to be on screens all the time, we do that. We also always, you know, obviously bring snacks for our kids. And honestly, that's it because one of the things that we've learned through traveling is we bring the basics, you know, we pack their clothes, but if we don't have what we need, we can get it where we're going. Yeah. And so that has eliminated a lot of stress. You know, our girls, one of them does have some medications that we have to bring. So that's obviously on my list, Yeah. but in general, if you need a rain jacket and you don't have one, you can get one where you, where you're going or, so that's kind of eliminated some of that stress to overpack because if the weather turns out not being what we expected, we can get what we need when we're there because kids live there too. Yeah, And so we kind of just stick to the essentials mainly to get us through long plane rides. And then once we're at our location, it's kind of like, all right, well, if we forgot it, we can just run to the store and, and grab it. So, that that's definitely helped me not overpack though. I still sometimes do.
1: Yeah. And that's (laughs) also speaking from a family that has already passed the stroller and car seat phase, you know,
2: it used to be a lot more challenging when we'd have to bring car seats and strollers and we never traveled with a pack and play, but that definitely adds a whole layer of preparation to make sure that you can get kids in cars and sleep in hotels safely. So, yeah. yeah, we're we're just newly out of out of that season, but we've been there. We know <laughs> it's tough. Yeah.
0: And so I guess oh, last awesome. is what are the top snacks you're gonna
1: pack? Oh man. Well well, I I have my answer, Scott, is I don't buy snacks anymore. And to me, it's the most fun thing when I'm on a plane. I look at that menu and I'm just like, I'm gonna splurge on myself today. If they have a chocolate bar, I'm getting the chocolate bar. Yes, I will take coffee and tea, you know, all that stuff.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, our girls have preferences, but they love all, all the kids stuff, granola bars, snacks. I try to throw in some fruit during the day and then are like kind of hangry at the bottom of my carry on is I just like to pack pack beef jerky. Cause I'm like when calling I, or a protein bar, mm. like those things are for us that when it's just like that moment and you're like, Hey, eat this and then we'll talk. Then yeah. Those are kind of always in my bag too.
1: It's even like, we've, we've been doing it so much now that even if it's like a flavor that I don't like, like why did you pack the mint chocolate chip protein bar? <laughs> I will eat it anyways, because I know
0: it's for the good of m- the more family. than just me. Yeah. It's
2: for the good of the morale. Yeah. Yes.
0: So we may have awesome. to borrow that from you guys is, we're not going to talk until we eat something.
3: Yes, I think yeah. that's the, yeah, I think that's one thing that we're definitely going to have to adopt in our. Yeah. Or, well, and it's a good reason, twins. like, hey, let's go find a fun
2: snack. Or then we're going to decide what we're going to do. Today. The
1: better part of that, since y'all are not traveling with little kids, is we're not talking until we get to the lounge. Yeah, <laughs> let's just get to the lounge. <laughs> yeah.
2: Oh, yeah.
0: Well, I tell you, I have had a blast. This has been really fun. We appreciate you guys coming on, talking with us. We have so many ideas coming out of here about stuff that we want to do. And I know Melissa's been over there kind of writing notes along the way as well. So, Yes,
3: absolutely. And so we will link to you guys where we can where they can find your website and your YouTube channel guys, their videos, y'all do a great job. Your videos are absolutely fantastic. I'm going to need some lessons and then of course your podcast as well. So we'll have all those links in the show notes and we'll link them on our socials as well.
1: Man, guys, I just want to say thank you to you two that you were willing to bring us on to this podcast. Yeah. Like we really appreciate it coming from two creators that are creating also a podcast in our extra guest room. Yeah. You know, this is special for us to be on here. So thank you guys so much. Yes. It's our pleasure. Yes. Um, and you, you are know,
3: welcome to come and bring the girls to our beach anytime. So okay. we'll,
1: tomorrow. We'll, see you. <laughs> we'll
3: see you in a couple hours. <laughs> we'll, we'll be here. We will be here. We are going to the beach tomorrow. It's on the okay. list.
0: Yeah. All right. Great. Great. Thank you so much.
3: Bye, y'all. Bye.
0: What a fun interview. I think we could have talked with Colin and Meg for hours. We encourage you to go check out their podcast at Did You Pack Snacks, a family travel podcast. Whether you're thinking about traveling with your children or maybe grandchildren, they have some great ideas to help you dream what is possible.
3: We hope you enjoyed this episode and will find some inspiration to help you with your travel journeys. Please consider going on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review. The more five-star reviews we have, the more likely we are to be featured and discovered by others. Make sure to follow or subscribe to our podcast to be notified of new episodes as they are released. You can also find us on Instagram as Sunshine Travelers Podcast. Remember, that's Travelers with one L. Most importantly, share it with your friends and help them catch the travel bug. You never know, they may become your greatest travel companion.